Another nerdy cast. We got a great episode in store with news coming out of Disney and Marvel. Plus, WB wanted Peter Jackson back. Plus, to continue with our journey through the Batman movies with Batman Begins. So sit back, pop a cold one, and enjoy this episode of Another Nerdy Cast. Hi, guys. How are you doing? That was to you. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about this intro. This is the another nerdy cast, but when people view this on demand, Chris is already doing a full intro. So my extra intro is almost redundant and really just to welcome the audience. So I'm yeah. picking this up a little bit and just saying, Hey guys, how you doing? I'm Rob. It's another nerdy cast. Why don't you guys say hello now? I'm I'm Dan. I'm good. Uh, I got a nap today for like two hours, so I'm actually uh, pretty awake, unlike Rob. Rob has been uh, Rob is coming to you live from Orlando this morning or this evening. I don't even know what time it is. And I've been up since uh, five o'clock since I had to get an eight thirty plane this morning. Yeah. Oh, uh, what up, dogs? It's Chris. It's nice to see you guys. Dan, Rob, it's been a while. It's only been two weeks, right? Oh, right, it's been two weeks. Okay, this one's been two weeks. Right? This like, one has, yeah. Okay, all right. It feels when you're gone, guys. It feels like it's been two years. So. That's beautiful. Consistency is key. Yes, yes. I feel like that was the key moment of our conversation. <laughs> Consistency, gentlemen. Now, I've been trying to. I've been trying to make that point eminently clear since we started this endeavor. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I got. You know, we've had. Um, you know, we've had an uptick, and um, you know, it's pretty cool. We no, really. I mean, the algorithms work in your favor the more you post. So, yeah. when people are doing blind searches for nerdy podcasts, comic book podcasts, the more regular we post, the more will come up in those blind searches, and. Not to get too deep into the fields of marketing here, but I mean that's that's really what we need is that green field because we don't have any marketing budget for advertising or pushes like that. So we live totally off of organic and people stumbling blindly into us. I mean, those of us who do subscribe and do listen to us, talk to us for starters. What's our email again, Chris? Another nerdycast at gmail.com. Yeah, so please send us some emails. If you're out there and you've actually listened to us on a regular basis, please talk to us. We'll read them. We'll answer your questions. Let us interact with us. Love us, please. So we don't have to just sit here and love ourselves. (laughs) You don't want us to love ourselves. Well, well, the stream will get you. Yeah, Yeah, well. And share us, please. If you like what we talk about and you want to be part of the conversation, share us. Yeah. It's, yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the, pro, uh, like, uh, tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. 
Well, word of mouth is great, man. Like it's yeah. the best thing. It's the best advertising you can get. It's just word of mouth that people talk about. It's the cheapest and it's the most effective. The problem is that it's just not a high volume. Yeah, I mean, when I ran my moving company, that was that was word of mouth. Like, yeah, that's where we did most of our business from, and it was great. The little yeah. advertising we did help, but like just talking to people was. Awesome. Well, your your advertising is always going to be your lowest percentage. No, I agree. You'll get, um, you know, what? when I try to like make the content as much as we can, and um, you know, we get we get a couple of likes and views, but you know, but all those people are listening right now, especially in Australia. Um, please tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. We have an Australian listener. We have a, quite a few Australian, <laughs> so. Really? Yo, from the down under. International, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Crikey. Crikey. Don't, don't, no, now we're not going to have any. Yeah, we just, yeah, lost. Well, there we just lost them all. From 56% <laughs> to zero. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Good. Aside from the fact I'm just tired, I've got back-to-back trade shows this week, so I'm going to be mildly exhausted. I'm, yeah. I'm starting our main sports season at work, so it's, it sucks, but it's good. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. It's a nice vacation. The what? The two hours that we have to get. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to do any work. I don't have to prep anything. It's. It's. I mean, I don't do that anyway to begin with. That's all the other guy I work with. But right. Yeah, Chris does all the work for this, let's be honest. Yes, it's, it's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, we're missing a guy. We're missing yes. a guy. Mark, yes. we miss you. We love you. Get well, bud. Get well. Yeah. We'll he's see more nasally than usual. Yeah. Because he's always a little nasally. He is a little nasally. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's cold in yeah. Chicago, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little... No, he's that way in the summertime too. He's just he's 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 a snotty kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, so we got a good show tonight. Um kind of a little bit of a small show. There's really not a lot of things going yeah. on as far as news. We got right, our uh, we got our Batman review. Thank God for these movies. Um, which was a fresh breath air, but we've talked about this, Rob. I I just love the Nolan Batmans, so you know I'm excited for this. These one. are the ones I've been waiting for as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of drudging through all the rest of this shit to get to yeah, here. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, geek question of the week. This was a little. It's a little hard. I don't know. I had two weeks to think about it. Actually, let's be honest here. Just for our listeners, I have been busy, but not busy. And busy. Um, our promotions were late this week. I think I said, I, I'm going to send you the guys the info for tonight's show. It was late this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a little, I don't know, busy. But lazy, but busy. Um, so I'll put this on the floor. You guys, do you guys have a key question of the week? Do you guys got something that was on your two two weeks that you were like, oh, oh, 
Not cool, Chris. You took three weeks to agonize over our last question, and your fucking geek question of the week is, do we have a geek question of the week? He has a geek question of the week? Yeah, I know. Not cool, man. <laughs> I know. Not cool. I'm sorry. It's a, It's called a uh, dick move. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, it is. I am a dick. <laughs> it's called deflecting is what it's called. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was leaving it for you guys. I mean, I always think. Well, so like I I had a question and we're actually going to discuss it later on um, Mm. with the whole uh, what is going on? What is freaking out? Stop. Sorry. Noises in my headphones Uh, with the whole Star Wars thing. Oh, that's that's under the news, news and stuff. Yep. So that's, not, so. that's the geek question. That's it's not, not well. It, it was more of a personal, but we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to what it. do you think is Batman's coolest gadget? That's so freaking weird. Ooh, that was so freaking weird. I didn't think. Go ahead, Rob. Rob, great question because I was, I was leaning towards that, but I figured like you guys would be like, oh, stupid. Wait a minute! You deflected. Now you want to take credit for it? I didn't say I take credit. I just oh, think we think. I, 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 I just think. I, I thought, thought about it. Two two dick moves in one one back to episodes. Back. So far. I should be fired. Double dick. Two penises. <laughs> and if they were um, next two penises, they'd be named Jose and Hosby. <laughs> yeah. I, cool. Um. Coolest gadget. That's a good yeah. question. Coolest gadget? Oh, dude, I don't know. Because there's obviously, as you know, a lot of gadgets. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll go. I'll go simple. While you guys are thinking, I mean, I've just always enjoyed the elegance of like the batarang, right? And the and you know, we see him kind of fashion those in the movie we we are going to watch this week, right? The original Batman from the Nolan run. You know, just the simple elegance of, you know, the Batarang. Even when Affleck, you know, Bat-branded people with it in Snyder mm-hmm. um, one. So, I mean, I just think there's there's a certain elegance to it. It kind of gives Batman sort of that. It's the only projectile Batman has since he won't use guns. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the Batarang is actually uh, pretty cool. It's simple, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's super iconic. You you know it when you see it. Yeah. He doesn't even have to have the Batman logo. Like, yeah. It's just they make fidget spinners for it. They look awesome. Yeah. Um, I I think the coolest gadget I would have to say is this might be a, like a cop out, but it's just the bat suit itself. No, that's not a cop that's out. That's not a cop out. No. All right, because it's it changes throughout. You know. Every edition, every you know, the comic books, the movies, it always gets an upgrade or something, and it progresses. Like you can tell, like, uh, oh boy, starting from the original comics, it was just kind of like this leotard suit with a cape, to what it is now, this like super high tech, you know, predator esque level. Yeah, I mean, it's gone from circus outfit and cloth to Kevlar, basically. Yeah, and it just all the stuff that's in it, like, you know, and, and the helmet and the mask, you know, you get sonar, you get it, like, you know, the different type, like, not like thermal vision, stuff like that. I was going to say x-ray vision, but I don't think he had x-ray vision at any point. I mean, he's had, you've said it best with thermal. That's yeah, I think it was thermal that he had it for a couple of them. Um, and they just look cool. So, yeah. like... 
it's you know one of the most besides like the Superman S logo, the the bat symbol on the you know his outfit is just awesome. It's just one of the coolest things, at least for me. No, that's that's cool. That's why we're here. Except the except the the nipples. Oh God! Let's not even talk about them. Yeah, I well, yeah, no, 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 no. They're 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 terrible. But yeah. What about you, Chris? Do you have an answer to the question I came up with, but you're taking credit for? Um. I didn't take credit. I just said it was good. Uh, you tried. You're like, oh, like I, you know, oh, I was great gonna minds ask think alike. I thought you, oh. you guys were too fucking dumb to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna do that? Well, I'm swallowing. Swallowing. Because yeah, um, I prefer it when you spit. <laughs> that took twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Yeah. Twelve minutes. Um. Now, when we talk about tool, or is it, is it vehicle two or no? Well, we kind of already. Well, we've done Batman cars, but we haven't done the vehicle. So, I mean, I guess yeah, you could say a vehicle is a tool. Hmm. I think the Batwing. I don't think it gets enough. Like, I don't know. It does get a lot of recognition, but it doesn't get a lot of like. Oh, he's got the Batwing. Oh, and then he's got. The Batmobile. It's always the Batmobile. It's always yeah. the Batmobile. It's never the Batwing. And and because if you think about it, he had it in Batman, Batman Forever, all the Batman anime series. Um, he even had it in the Affleck Batmans and and the Nolans. And um and he had the Bat Chopper in sixty six, but you know. Um, so I think the Batwing, because it could be flying, dude. <laughs> you know, like you know, you get the Batmobile, yeah, you're going to traveling. Everybody's got a car, but dude, you got the Batwing. You got a jet. Think about it, you got a jet. So yeah, I, I like the. I don't think it's like it's enough of the Batwing. And if my favorite Batwing would be, um, I know this is stupid, but uh, I like the Batman Forever one. I just think it was operator error because he only lasted like five minutes in the air. <laughs> oh no, that was that was due to poor script writing. Oh yeah, yeah, that one too. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's what that was chalked up to. So yeah, so Batwing for me. Okay, cool. I, I honorable mention for me is the actual the Bat belt because oh, it because yeah. it always seems to have everything he needs when he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his it's his it's his ever trusty utility belt of bat gadgets and random shit. It's like some paramedics I know. Yeah. Hence, hence the name. Like, bat like like particular one did you work one yesterday? Yeah, so I literally just worked with a guy yesterday that has a bat belt. Uh, I hope you're you, listening. I hope you're listening. He felt naked when he didn't have I it. I know. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, great. Just, it's just, Rob, it's just huge. It's like. <laughs> it's like a gun belt, but no gun. And no gun. No supplies. gun. It has everything you can think of. We love you, but we're making fun of you right now. <laughs> it's fine. 
<laughs> yes. So. so yeah, cool. that bell. I didn't. I totally forgot about that. Because yeah. again, it's one of those things, you know. It goes along with his suit. Like he always has it, but it's like one of the like, you know, when, when you look at, you know, the, the actual relationship of the that suit and the belt. Who really does the hard work? It's really the belt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, the suit yeah. is cool. The suit, as I said, the suit's awesome. The suit's like you know. It's great, but like if you didn't have a belt to put things, I guarantee you that suit doesn't have pockets. No, the suit is just armor. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like the the belt is the true unsung hero of Batman. Batman. Done. That's it. Everything explained. Everything you need to know. The belt. That's the new Batman movie coming out. The belt. The origin of the belt. It's, it's like a, a belt. You know, yeah, it's a coming of age story <laughs> of how it became the belt. <laughs> Don't mind me. No, that's actually pretty good. I, I would, I go see it. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like it's your dummy. Uh, so yeah, okay. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for your amazing, You're awesome question. Of the year, not the month, not the day, year. Best question ever. Ever. That, does that make you feel better? Yes. Okay, good. <clears throat> All right, on the news and stuff, um, not really a lot going on. There's a lot of backdoor meetings. Ooh. 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 Backdoor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, uh, there you go. He's out of roll again. Uh, Stop feeding Bob Eager. Iger, that's what she said. <laughs> Bob Iger shutting down Star Wars for a Bob while. Bob Iger, not Eager. Iger, Eager, Iger. 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 Thank you. Iger. Like I was thinking, Eager. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, Igor, no. Igor. Now it's no. Bob Iger. And then. Um, Plus, Marvel might take a step back. So the news is basically, and it's it's kind of all over the place right now. So Bob Iger, 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 Iger. Rob, help me. Bob. I, Iger. I, Iger. It's the letter that it starts with. Iger. I. Iger. Igor and Igor from Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Young Frankenstein. That's what I was saying. Iger. Which, so I, know, before we get into this, did anybody watch History of the World Part Two? I heard it was awful. It was, I heard a guy yeah, said it was rough. That. It was no. Dreadful. I heard it from other people. It was it awful. dreadful. I heard it. I heard it from a guy who said it was rough. I was trying to be kind because I love Mel Brooks so much. I didn't want yeah. to completely shit all over it, but yeah. it was, it was I. Crazy. So the only thing I heard, like that, I was saw advertised for. Well, I didn't even see it. It was just on the radio. Um, was some weird clip of them talking about it of like but it was a commercial for it yeah and i heard the voices of the people that were in it and i immediately went no those voices hurt my ears i am not going to see this movie like like a fran dresser kind of uh no i'd rather listen to fran dresser uh yeah sure but back uh, in the day back in the day yeah Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you can hit mute and enjoy Fran Drescher. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I I heard it and I'm like I'm not I'm not going to see it because the voices immediately put a negative 
thing into my head and I just know. And then from hearing other people have watched it, uh, who have seen it, I just went, no, because there's mainly one person. Well, like two, two people that I'm trying to find their names. Um, here, Nick Kroll. I can't stand him. Uh, see, I like some of his stuff. No. I, lo I love Big Mouth on uh, Netflix. No, see, I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah. It's a good show. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, I just went, no. Uh, I was. It was unfortunate because Jack Black's in it. And I usually like stuff that Jack Black. He's like in. in I watched all eight episodes. He's like. Okay. Jack Black is in like. Two vignettes. They did it so differently than History of the World One. You know, History of the World One. I covet that movie. I love yes. that movie. Yeah. And they went through time. They started with the caveman, and then they brought you all the way up to the French Revolution. Right. Yeah. Yep. This jumps around all over the fucking place. Mm. They, did, they start you off in the Civil War, then they flash ahead to the Russian Revolution, or they flash yeah ahead to the Ruff Russian Revolution. Then they'll go all the way as forward as um, uh, Chisholm, the, the the first black um, senator, right? They'll fly mm -hmm. in her presidential bid, which is probably the best skit of all of them. And then they'll jump back again to it, it's just it's a mess. It's just it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I, Sarah, Sarah Silverman, I can't stand. And I heard all those voices on the radio advert for it. And I just and went, yeah, you, it no. Would you no i i would rather you would I, yeah. I i don't like it you would hate it on a visceral level yeah yeah, yeah. and like because i heard it was coming out and i'm like oh that's great i wanted to see that because yeah. you know part one was amazing it was great like i loved yeah. it but then i just just the just the cast of this one i just went i can't i no I, I think Brooks just put his name on it. I think it was primarily being run by Ike Barinholtz. And yeah. that and he kind of wrote it with these other folks and Brooks just put his name on it. Well, what is Brooks? He's like 119. He's 96. He's, 96. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not doing a whole lot with it. He looks great for him. No, he's in it a little bit. He does all Well, I know he's in it, but I'm just saying like he's – He's not going to be like what he was in the first. Well, season. that's another thing. It did not have the same gravitas because, you know, I love Mel Brooks, but it did not have the same gravitas as you have with like when an Orson Welles was narrating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Orson Welles. Uh, what, what Transformers did he voice in? He did. He did the, uh, he did. Which, um, it was the movie. It was Transformers. Was the it the movie? movie? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and you know, he did that little movie called Citizen Kane and a few other things. No, we don't remember him for any of that. We you remember know him for Transformer. Transform. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know this movie you speak of. I know Transformers. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Google Rosebud, and we'll, yes. we'll talk next week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So diversion chris i just want to get that off my chest i don't care man this is our freaking podcast we, we, we apologizing so we can have a segue and you can ask your question again because i as soon as you got on igor igor all i could have him run into my head. was young frankenstein yeah 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 so what oh and by the way oh and by the way sarah silverman really loved her in voyager i can't I, stand any i, I don't i don't I, dislike i like some of her comedy I don't no. totally like her. No, no. Anyway, continue. So, shutting down Star Wars for a while. Yes. Due to the fact to. because he's 
hinging on the Kathleen Kennedy. So here's the thing: a lot well, of shutting, news... down, shutting down the movies as well. Yeah. So here's the thing: it's a lot of like fluff. Like uh, since I, I I just it's not news to me. This is just fluff. But what's interesting is the fluff is behind the closed doors. Like so he's not shutting down Star Wars for a while, but he's like on that Kathleen Kennedy kick of like, we're going to select what would be the right thing to put out. Now, I don't know if he's talking about the sequels. I don't know if he's talking about solo or and or and boring. So that like, this was part of the question I was going to ask. Like, like the movies are going to stop the movies. Like his, obviously the Skywalker storyline is, done unless they fucking beat another dead horse well raise yeah, raise not a skywalker fuck off um <laughs> that's like me that waking up tomorrow and saying my name's that was, skywalker. that was beautiful i yeah. was just it was right down the road not like, skywalker. Gotta, gotta, yeah. um but like but what like part of the question was like how do you feel about them not make, producing any more movies, not not side stuff, not like the Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, Obi Wan stuff, like movies themselves. I personally feel like it's the best thing for it. I don't. I'm not a like. I, I like the fact that hopefully we will not get another Star Wars movie for quite some time, uh, on the basis of, as Rob said, quality over quantity. Well, and I like watching. They now have this thing called streaming, so they've almost created their own problem here, right? Mm -hmm. Wanted this recurring revenue stream, and it boils down to: Do you you can create all the channels you want out there, right? I mean, Chris, I think you've kind of seen this, right? I mean, you said I'm going to create a podcast network. What you have to have to support that, though, is content, right? So it's really easy to spin up channels. I forgot the statistic, but something like uh, a million blogs are created every day. One percent of those actually hit consistently and keep going, right? So it's very easy to create these channels. It's hard to develop and substantiate the content. Mm -hmm those channels going because it's not about just getting that initial subscription it's about really getting stickiness to that subscription and everybody's gone gung-ho in the digital age and i know this from my marketing life saying we got to get views we got to get views right that was all the early 2000s was hits we got to get hits we got to get hits eventually though we said to ourselves what does hits actually stand for how idiots track success Okay, because ultimately what it's all about is developing stickiness, subscribership, um, experience, whatever word you want to tie to that. But it's keeping the people in for the eventual monetization. So with Disney Plus, they've created all this infrastructure, all this brouhaha to bring people into this streaming service. They've got to keep unique and steady content going. And long term, that will pay off. Your box office is a flash in the pan, right? It's your quick hit, big revenue. Then that, then that sharply, exponentially drops off. So you know, I, I, let's take the fandom out of it. Just from a dollars and cents perspective, it makes sense because they need to take some of that ideation that they would put into a big flash movie and start creating better content for Disney Plus. 
if they're really going to keep people going. Because you saw with Andor, Andor was extremely polarizing. Mm -hmm. 50% that loved and 50% that hated. And there really was no middle ground. And that's the worst thing you can have in business is no middle ground. You You don't know which way to go. You want you want as much of that middle ground as possible because that's your numbers, right? That's that's your raw numbers. So right now, they what do they really have? They've got Mandalorian. That's about it. That's got that middle to zealous fan love. They need they're going to need more than that to keep this streaming service, at least the Star Wars leg of it, going. The people are bringing in for Star Wars to keep that going. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's I think it's a smart move from a business standpoint, and then just from a pure fandom standpoint, I don't really like to go to the movies anymore. I prefer getting my shit on demand because I've yep. got a big ass TV and I can hit the pause button. Well, I mean, the last movie, I but I don't remember. I I I mean, it's been a while. I felt like I went with Mary somewhere, but it's not. The last movie was the Batman, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, but that's been it. I didn't go see Black Panther. I didn't go see Avatar. Haven't really seen um, uh, Ant Man. No. I thought about it, but um, just the content, like you said, the the quantity is just kind of lack thereof. And it, and it go back to like, and this is why I wanted to start the podcast because, like you said, content. And what I try to do is to balance that to make it different. Um, because with you and Mark, you guys did comic books. Yeah. Burn out from it. Because basically there's no continuity. Well, there's continuity. That's in like what, don't, don't, don't put that on well, Mark. No, well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, yeah. well, I mean, like, you know, you go to comic book stores and, and they're like, well, the continuity is just all over the place. But, you know, um, I like to keep it. Let's talk about what's happened in the last 20 years of movies and let's go through them and, and what, how, I mean, fantastic. I mean, George Lucas's movies, Steven Spielberg movies, I mean, the Nolan Batmans. I feel like we will never have a Nolan Batman feel. I mean, yeah, we have the Matt Reeves, the Batman, but that's not in continuity. So, well, it's in creating, movies, it's creating its own continuity, right? So, you right. got to let it have a second movie. <laughs> Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. So the content is you're correct. Like when you said that, I tried to make something different. And the thing is, uh, the streaming services, that's what they're doing. Like Peacock, look what Peacock, Yellowstone. And they got, uh, what was that show that you got me into? Uh, Acapulco? That's on Apple Plus. That's Apple Plus. So again, there's another show or For All Mankind, Foundations. Uh, which I'm going to get into very soon. Uh, the Peripheral that you just watched recently on Amazon. Yeah. Like these are different content and their quality, their quantity is great. Yeah. Where Disney's just, I, I think Mark said it the best. And I don't know if you guys remember. He's like, how dare Disney just say, oh, look, it has Star Wars. There you go. Here's product. They've got to keep a steady stream going, though, right? They've got to, you know, and Paramount Paramount really laid down the gauntlet saying there will always be a new Star Trek show on Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah, that 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 too. Yep. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, I forgot about that. So and, and, they they, and, they set they set the die for the rest of these streaming services and threw down the gauntlet. Any of these geek IPs, Peripheral Foundation, all of those are. I don't want to say they're one-offs, okay? Especially Foundation, because Foundation does have sort of a steep continuity and uh, deep fan base in the book world. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're 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 not the same as these living franchises that have been around for 30, 40, 50 plus years, like your Batman's, like your Star Wars, right? I mean, they're they're a little different. They're creating series based off of newer ideas, right? I mean. What we're talking about here, and it's the same thing that they went through in comics, is how do you keep a franchise alive that hits past that 30-plus year mark? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 30 years, because if I look at a comic book perspective, right, that's when everybody kind of went, oh, shit, in the comic book world. Every 25 to 30 years, they, they go, we're out of fucking ideas. It's time to hit a reset button, right? DC did it from 1930s to the 1960s, and we we demark those in ages, right? We call it the golden age. We call it the silver mm-hmm. age. We call yeah. it the age. Yeah. That's essentially every time they've gone, fuck me, we're out of stories, and these characters should be 60 friggin' years old now because they always start like in their early 30s when they when they start them out, and they gotta go. Ah, we gotta we gotta hit a reset button you don't really have that luxury with like your star wars right because star wars started as a movie and your characters age out so it's not as easy to hit that reset button so they've just got to pull all these little tank tears off from you know they've shown us a dick in the balls now they got to show us the taint hairs basically and yep. say here's a movie mm-hmm. specifically about this taint hair on the left testicle there's probably a much better way to articulate this, but for some reason, this is... It's, it works. It, it's you. Get you your point across. It's, it's you. Consider the, I consider <laughs> and or, I consider the and or, and or the taint hair on the left testicle. I mean... Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Yep. That's a great picture of that. Absolutely. That's just because of the fact that I hate that show. But right. the fact is, is that they picked a character... That nobody cares about. Well, as I, I said this I, before with with the whole all the characters from Rogue One, that it, like I don't need background of them. I know enough of them from the movie that I, my interpretation of them is done. Like it's it's complete. Like the story I know of those characters was the story I wanted to know. That's what was given to me. That's what I wanted. It's what I know. I'm fine with it. I don't need to go into the background, you know, their back history of like, oh, how Andor, you know, got into the rebellion. It's nice to know some of that, but I don't need a show or a movie for it. <clears throat> I got all the information I had. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had all the information I had of those characters Yeah. in that movie. And that it was done that way on purpose. Would I like to know more of some of those characters? Absolutely. Are there some characters I don't care about their background story? Absolutely. Uh, the Brody, the the actual guy that you know defected from the you know. I don't care of his background. All I cared about was he's the guy that gave them the information. You know, he they that's where they got the ship from. 
it's yeah. it's it's and it's hard to know before you do it. So that's what they're dealing yeah. with. These shows, right? So much money is invested in them. That's why the book, the extended book universe, was perfect. The mm -hmm. comic book line yeah. back when Dark Horse had the comic book line, all that was perfect. Cheap, low cost, portable. I don't want to say tossable, but let's be honest. I mean, it just it, you know it costs one sixty fourth to create a comic or a book than it does to create these high production, high yield shows. So that's mm -hmm. the problem: is that there's to experiment and to know and to understand. There's a, just a huge investment and commitment that's being put into that. And they can't just shit them out like they shit out comic book titles or books. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So long and short, Bob Iger shutting down Star Wars for a while. I think it's non-news. It's kind of a no-duh. They kind of need to do it, especially until they can figure out what the next great epoch is of this well, universe. Well, it's they need the next great epoch. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, it piggyback on. That's why I put post Marvel might take a step back because both of these franchises are under one roof and they're trying to do the same thing. It's just two different franchises. And he comes in and he goes, you know, maybe we should take a step back on a lot of the, like a lot, like I think either you Rob or somebody said it. We just got vomited last year of all Marvel. We just literally got vomited. Yeah. And it was just new, 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 new. I mean, I can put it this way. I watched Endgame. I started watching Endgame just to veg out, um, to go to sleep. And I just literally miss Tony. I miss yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I miss mm -hmm. Chris Evans. I just sure. miss them. I miss it. It's 10 years. And, you know, great that you know, I don't know if Mark said this, that the great that he died. He's not coming back. I don't know if it was you, Dan. Um, no, was that was his death. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you don't have lovable characters where you're like, oh, man, I miss him. And they don't. No. Bob, Bob Iger needs to take a play from his own book. Bob Iger revolutionized television in the early 70s. He's the guy who basically took over NBC late night and, and gave the okay for a little show called Saturday Night Live. Then he gave the okay to a guy named David Letterman. Bob needs to revolutionize instead of evolutionize these universes. He needs to do something. He needs to take a big, or he needs to tell people to take a big fucking swing with all these shows. Well, that's also, well, that's also led to where Kevin Feige, which just came out, he there's just weird things. How about all these things, all these shows, all these like I said, it's a fluff. They're not really, but it's just back doors. Like, oh, was Kevin Feige leaving? Because there's a news article saying he's he's wants to be in another position and not Marvel anymore. So, if that no. happens. He might you know. be great. He might be creatively spent. I mean, he's done his time, right? I mean, that's nobody. A, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, nobody should really hang in there for longer than a decade. You should really mix things up. So yeah. So a little career advice, kids. If you're not growing in your present position after ten years, you're gonna burn out. You need to find and do something new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why it was so interesting. Endgame. Endgame is just. 
beautifully done to wrap up that whole saga. I mean, look at it. At the end, they're writing their signatures. Like, they're just... It's a, it's a goodbye. And mm-hmm. it's like... And you really think about it and you hear all this stuff that's going on. Like, is, is that really the end? Is that... They're not coming back? You know, it's just... I don't know. They're creating... They're creating their own continuities, right? I mean, this is all, and that's where I, I I hate the fanboys from the comics that go, they changed, they changed that. They needed to, they needed to change from the comics. They're their own thing, but these these franchises are starting to feel the same fatigue that they have felt in comic books, and they have mm-hmm. to keep up. They have to keep upping the game as well, right? They've got to keep showing us something bigger, something more bombastic. You can't go home again. It's kind of like DC with all their frigging crises, right? So, I mean, they had the first crisis in the 60s. It kind of split Earth 1 and Earth 2. That was like a little mini crisis. Then they had the big grand AML final crisis. And every crisis after, I'm sorry, has just been a queef on continuity. You said queef. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think every good thing comes to to an end, and I think recognizing when that end is is, you know, a good Important. thing. Yeah. It is like a lot of things, like not just in comics or in movies, like in nerd culture or stuff like that. Like there's there's software like getting the other side of nerdy stuff. There's software that I've used for years, and it's great. It's awesome. But the problem is it becomes so outdated. Yeah. That you know, you start hating it, and then all of a sudden, everyone they're like, "Oh, we're going to end this, and we're going to start something new." And everyone's like, "Oh, no, you're going to end. You, you're going to stop support for this software, blah blah blah." And you're like, "No, that's a good thing because they're not building off a 15 year old structure." Yeah, it's now not, they're starting yeah. fresh, and they can do what they need to to get. You know, the other thing is that this is generational, and we hold on to it. So, so you know, there's a bit of a fallacy in that analogy, Dan, and that. You know, software can be rebuilt over time, should be rebuilt over time. I think we've come to accept that. Mm-hmm. These IPs cannot die. They sustain too much in too large companies. And it's okay when they hit the reset, but understand that you are going to lose some of the folks you once had. And we have to understand that as fans, right? I mean, I, I am not butthurt by the changes they make to these characters, because I realize also at a certain point, I am out of the targeted demographic. Mm-hmm. I have aged out. I am not the 18 to 35-year-old buyers that they're trying to go after with the disposable incomes, right? Or I'm not the kids that they're trying to introduce to the next generation. I now, what I, will, what I do challenge, though, is I go, do the kids like it? Is there a world for Batman and Superman in the year 2023? They were contrivances of the 20th century. So do these characters even still resonate with the kids? And if they do, when they're making money off of it, cool, ballyhoo, have fun. But if you're relying on the old fanboys and you've got to give the fanboys their service, they're your primary revenue stream. I don't know. I haven't looked at deep under the hood into the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I was just really thinking about that the other day. Like, it's funny how you said that. Like, <laughs> aged out. And I'm like, I could be just done. Yep. 
And I could just yeah. be like, let's just talk about how good the old days were because <laughs> fandom is, is that way. So, you know? I, I have like a, a sort of example that goes along with this. Like, there's the one tabletop game I play is called Warhammer 40K. It has mm-hmm. been around since the 80s in various iterations. Yeah. The edition they're in now is ninth edition. The mm-hmm. previous one was eighth edition. These two editions have become, from someone who's played since the early 2000s of this game set, the new editions don't seem like anything like it was in the past. They're keeping the new editions going and updating it to get new people into it, involved, and bringing the younger crowd into it, the wider world instead of just like a niche little kind of community, it's become a worldwide, you know, thing. And they do that with the new editions. They release new miniatures, new rules for these miniatures and stuff to get people in. But for someone like me, as you said, like I'm kind of out of that target audience now. Like I'm, I'm not what I was when I started playing this game. And it's not where it was when I started playing, when I started playing the game, it was in what was known as third edition. Yeah. And for me, that's where the nostalgia is. That is where the, you know, the, all the memories come back to of myself with my best friends and my cousins playing this game. And it was great. The lore, like there's huge lore behind this whole, you know, the universe in there. And there was a bunch of it then, but now like they expand on it. We're still kind of like, I don't really care. Like they, they introduce one of the, the factions is called space Marines, you know, Big dudes in power armor that go around and, and murder aliens and stuff. They introduced a new version of that, of a Marine who's like bigger and better than the previous one, but the Marines were always bigger than better than everyone else. And they did that for marketing. They did that to bring more people and new life, mm. you know, into it. Well, for me, who's not the target audience of this edition of the game thinks it's dumb as hell. So, a lot of us who've been around playing this a while actually start replaying the older editions because that's what we like. So it goes with, you know, Star Wars, especially of mm-hmm. like they're introducing yeah. all this new stuff, especially like, you know, even, even like the Mandalorian series, the, the book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan and or all that stuff, even the animated stuff. It's like, I like most of that, but like not all of that is targeted for me or not targeted for me, but it's not what I'm looking forward for in Star Wars. I'm looking for, you know, the original trilogy, that stuff. So that's what I go back to. That's well, the era of goodness that's, for me. That's the nostalgia. That's the dopamine hit. Like, right. But that's, so like, funny. that's funny you say that because Obi-Wan was targeted to us, not well, Rob. Yeah, so like... Because Rob hated prequels. Prequels <laughs> is our generation movies. That's their that's the high school movies that we grew up with that we went to go see. So when Obi-Wan came out, that's for us. Not yeah, but him. Dan hates the prequels too. You like oh, yeah. Yeah. like the, as movies of like there and we just don't talk about them. There's things from the prequels, that era of Star Wars that I like, but like oh my God. It's more of it's more of the lore behind it, more of the fluff that goes behind it. Some of the books yeah. and stuff like that, and the uh, movies themselves. I don't, whatever. But like with the game that you know that keeps changing to get new people in and keep it from being stagnant, it's the same thing that happens, you know, in, in you know comic books and movies and stuff. But like 
a good place to stop, that's fine because I still go back to the old, the original Star Wars. I go back to you know the yeah. prequels. Yeah, I go to the the animated series stuff. You know the original yeah. Clone Wars animated, and then you know the the long running series one. That for me, that's that's Star Wars. That's what I'm going to come back to. Yeah. Um. The yeah. the Mandalorian is awesome. It's great. Book of Boba Fett, pretty good. Do I need it? Do I want it in my life all the time? No. Like if I want to watch Star Wars, I'm going to watch Star Wars. I'm not going. I'm not. I specifically want the original trilogy done. That's what I want when it's Star Wars. Do I want to watch Mandalorian? Absolutely. But it's more of kind of like a series I watch with my wife mm-hmm. because it's just that's what. It, that's to me that's what these kind of things are now mm-hmm. it's just like oh let's watch it together that's fine but like the original star wars was like it hit differently mm-hmm. like because i was younger now i'm just kind of like oh they're just feeding this stuff it's cool but like mm. they need to stop i don't really care that well, i'm not in that target audience anymore it's, for it, this stuff, well so. it's funny because mando mando is for all of us because mm-hmm. he targeted all of us and you get like you get Luke what we wanted after return. Yeah. I didn't want Luke that was a burnout medic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dan? Sorry, bro. bro. That means like there's a paramedic does it for 25, 30 years. He's burnt out. I don't oh, care. You know, I speak English, Chris. I, yeah, I, he understands it. I just want to make sure because people are like, I didn't get it. So I'm like, it's not really, an, that's not really an analogy, Chris. Yeah, yeah Everybody like, gets burnt out after 20, 30 years. And I was okay with the grizzled Luke. That didn't mm-hmm. bother me. It gave, I, him, I just, it gave him an arc to come back into the fold. To right. be quite frank, that's exactly what I expected. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. And that's fine, but that's fine. I just... I wanted Luke in return. Like the whole, I like, I geeked out when in Bubba Fett. Well, that's, that's show, where I, I, you know, I'm sorry. That that's where Lucas made a tragic fucking mistake with the prequels. Because mm-hmm. what we should have seen in 2000 right, right. were yeah. these characters the right. in their, yeah, in their early 40s instead of these characters in their early 70s. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think time for like they're going to be like, oh hey, we're going to stop making the movies, which I really don't know what kind of movies they would make anyway. But now they can have the time to focus on what is actually important to people and like the community of what they like. And I'm which, sorry, with what's where CG is now, what is the difference between a movie and a TV show? Well, have you seen all the AI art and animation that has been coming out too within the past year? Like, it, it doesn't matter if it's a movie or it's an eight episode series. Like, good right. point. It, it's not like what it used to be back then, where like all you can only afford to make, you know, right. an hour forty five minute movie. Yeah. Now, like, you can produce thirty two hours of content of of edited, ready post production, you know, viewing shit. Yeah. It, within the same amount of time. So it doesn't matter if it comes out in a movie or right. a mini series or even just a regular series. Like uh, that's what I want. I want I want to go back to the days of the fucking 10 season long 20 plus episode series of something like Stargate SG1 
you know, Star Trek shit. Like that's you, what you, I want. You, you say you say that I will. I'm going through Arrow, and I'm like, oh my god, what episode am I on? 18. How many do I left? 24. Yeah. There's 24 episodes. No. Oh god, no. It's well, just, I mean, those those CW shows are very different than yeah. what's being oh, put of on course. Thing, oh, right? Yeah. Stuff. There is so much filler in network because of that 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where if I'm, if I'm ever doing a deep dive on a show, I haven't watched or even ones I have watched. Right. And I'm going back to them again. Like I've always wanted to do a rewatch of Smallville, but watching every episode is sheer drudgery to me. You right? don't have to. Yeah. Oh, no. I go and I find a website that tells me here are the seminal episodes to watch. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I did that for, I, I did I watched all 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1 plus all the movies like over one summer just to say that I can watch every, I watched every single one and yeah. now I go back and I'd be like I want to watch this particular one because it actually had shit to do like it was good uh, if you do that you knock it down to like four seasons <laughs> exactly. yeah I mean, you know, the only one I can figure, the only one I'll say that's like I am dogmatically watching every single one, and even this is a shorter season one, is Battlestar Galactica. Yes. That, that, that yeah, would be I am, watch yeah. every mother-loving episode a hundred times mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm going through slowly. But yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, is this your first time watching it, or you? Uh, I've seen it before, but I it's been so long because when we did, um, this was a company that I started with. I didn't start. My father-in-law started. It was one of the first companies that I was hired in was Quantum Mechanics. Mm-hmm. Quantum Mechanics is now QMX. Um, if you ever saw these, that's QMX. Okay. Um, so they did Battlestar Galactica um, propaganda fo- uh, posters, you know, join um, Galactica or, you know, uh, don't trust a Cylon. Um, he also, we also did um, Firefly. We did House Pistol. That's great. Um, so when I went through that, I was like, oh, gee, God, that was 2007, 2008. So I'm going through it again because it's just been so, so doggone long, you know. So, but yeah, no, I enjoy it, and like you said, bro, I, I enjoy it. Those are those are fantastic. So. Wow. So I think we went way off the Bob Iger. <laughs> no, I think you know it's funny. No, it's funny because the it, it really cuts into. Let's get it into the Nolan soon. Um, well, what else did you have news about? So, it, well, it's funny you say that because a lot of the stuff, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, couldn't care less. Right? I don't, yeah, I don't exactly. really care but that's, about it. But Turtles. that's me and Dan. Cool. I I like but, the fact that they're, they're still getting you know spotlight. Like, they're yeah, still it's, relevant. I yeah. I don't care enough. I always, to, like, I always thought they were stupid. I just, I well, no, like, look, they're not. Did you like the they comic are, though, Rob? They are dumb. No. I, oh, I, you didn't I, like the comic? No, and I have some of the first issue. I have some of the original issues because it was something to get, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, right, so the only reason I have it is because somebody told me it was something to get. Yeah. I mm. Didn't right, like, but, I grew up with it. said, like, this was us when we were growing up. Like, my cousin was a huge uh, Turtles fan. Like, way huge. Had all the all the action figures and all everything. Me, I only had it like partook in the 
experience of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles whenever I was over there. So, like, I enjoyed them. I don't care enough that there's a new movie or whatever coming out. It's I watched off. it. Right. It's cut I watched now. it, but I'm like, okay, I don't, but I don't it care. Goes, but it goes back to our conversation. It's it's cut off. Like, when I saw this trailer and Seth, Seth Rogen's doing it, that's his, it's his production, and he's directing it, and he's, he wrote it. Yeah. I, I just don't. I think anyone it's, that's it's over for me. I don't think I think that these people like Seth Rogen and, you know, these other people just because they become big and smoke enough pot doesn't mean that they know what is good for a franchise. And I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm not saying it's going to yeah. be good. Well, I'm just not, saying it's, like it's just not for us. It's not That's for what I mean. like, it's... I'm not a huge fan of Seth Rogen to begin with. So anything that he puts his name on, I immediately, you know, already have a disdain for i, I go um, 50, i go 50 50 like i thought he did a good job with preacher for instance oh, yeah. i didn't know that i didn't know he did that he was he produced that yeah, yeah. oh i didn't know that so like it, it all depends like for me like i'll let it come out obviously it's gonna come out i can't i can't stop it that's very but, like <laughs> i'm gonna see <laughs> i'm you know when it comes out i'll give it a shot if I like it, I like it. If if not, whatever. Like it's not one of those things. It's not. It's not Star Wars. It's not. It's not as Lord of the Rings. It's not anything like well, that for me. So right. So, so and then it, so going off of that because nobody, nobody, it it's the whole thing a cut off. Mm-hmm. Now the only thing that has not cut off for me is that Warner Brothers wants to focus on the Lord of the Rings movies. Now, no, they need to stop. They need to stop. Well, we have some so, movies that we got. That's what right. we need. So, I so focus on it. I don't. So even right. So here's the thing. I believe the Rings of Power is great. That board. But here's the thing. It's the con. The continuity is going to be separate. Like Amazon owns the TV rights. Warner Brothers owns the movie rights. Have we not learned what DC <laughs> went through? So. They want Peter Jackson back, and they are now book, right though. now. So here's the thing: here's the thing. fucking movie on this book. What else? They're, they if they want to re remake the sh- the movies that were already out. No, not, they're not. No, no, remake. Hold on. let it's me not finish. Remake. It's not let remake. me finish. Let me finish. They if they want to remake and remake as in that style of of movie, it's not going to happen. Uh if they want to add and make new content or take stuff that's in the legendarium of Tolkien of Lord of the Rings that hasn't been made into anything, which is fine. It's good. Uh, it doesn't need it. Th- that li- that universe truly is a literary universe. It yeah. doesn't need a, like, yes, we have three really good movies. Don't get me wrong. They're amazing. I love them. Peter Jackson films are great. We don't talk about the fucking Hobbit. Um, the three the three movies were great. Do we need more? No, I don't need. I don't need the the, the Children of Furin live action movie. I don't. I want to read it in a book. I don't. I don't know the books well enough to know what he didn't. The question becomes: What did he omit from the books? A ton of shit. Time. Time. Yes. Did he omit um, a lot? Okay, so, so the original books, there, there's there's six books, not three. It's not a trilogy. It's oh, okay. six books. It's six volumes, uh, in in of one story called Lord of the Rings. 
it started becoming known as the trilogy because of the movies. And since then they broke each book out now is book one and two, book three and four, five and six. Okay. That's it's it's not a trilogy in the book in the literary sense. Well, he took um, six, Peter Jackson took six volumes and turned them into three movies. Yes, so there's a ton of stuff that he left out. Um, the the right. biggest one in in the first book of Lord of the Rings, of what is now known as Fellowship of the Ring, there's a whole sequence of when Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin leave the Shire, mm -hmm. uh, and they encounter the the magical being called Tom Bombadil. This dude is a giant middle finger to everything that's going on. He doesn't care. He's just this dude who exists. He's awesome. It's really good. Peter Jackson literally stated the reason that he was not in the movies was because it did not progress the story. Okay. So the main story, like everyone knows, the main story of Lord of the Rings is, oh, no, there's this really terrible ring that we have to destroy uh, this little dude is going to go take it to this giant volcano and throw it in there. Right. Tom Bombadil has nothing to do with progressing that. Okay. Um, and it's literally like a third of the book, of book one, the original right. book one. Okay. So there's so much stuff that he, that Peter Jackson and his team cut out, not because they wanted to, and because it wasn't worthy of it, it was literally just because it wasn't going to progress the story enough. Or if they kept it in, uh, the, the overall length of the three movies would have been like 30 hours. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. of that. So, so it's not like he cut stuff to cut it. It was literally yeah. Warner Brothers is like, you need to make a movie that's somewhat sit down and watchable for people yeah. get to the point. Well, so in theory, then, he could come back to this. And it goes back to the same conversation we were just having about Star Wars, where now he's going to be making the Taint Hairs. So there's a lot of, so the other question thing is not question. The other thing is the Lord of the Rings, as we know it, as the movies, uh, as the books are, they're not really going to redo the stuff in there. It's going to be the stuff that's outside of those books, outside of the Hobbit books, that yeah. like the Silmarillion books, all of the, the history of Middle Earth stuff. You need a manual to read. <laughs> um, you need a man. It has a manual. <laughs> all of, all of like the, the, the stuff most people don't know of. Like I've read a majority of it. I, I'm a huge Tolkien fan. So like there's a ton of stuff that he can pull from to make movies. There's enough meat on the bones. The problem is the amount of like Lord of the Rings became big because it was the big book. Mm -hmm. The movies became big because they were the big the best sellers, the heavy hitters of his literary work. Yeah. A lot of the other stuff is very, for most people, like mysterious and unknown. Like, as I mentioned, the one title, The, the Children of Huron. No one knows what that is. Uh, the Tale of, of Baron and Luthien. Like, it, they started out as small little things that just kind of snowballed into what they are. So, like, he can do that and take some of these other things and certain characters that were omitted from the movies because of, as I said, time constraints and progression of the story you can do and do a whole thing on, but it's just, it doesn't need to happen. I'm a firm believer that the Amazon series rings of power should never have happened. There was no need for it. Um, any additional movies should not happen. 
the Tolkien estate should <laughs> rescind all of the fucking rights that they gave people uh, because it doesn't need to happen. The Hobbit movies didn't need to happen in three movies. Uh, Peter Jackson and, and Warner Brothers got greedy. Well, not necessarily Peter Jackson, but Warner Brothers got greedy and it's like milk this out into three movies like you did the original. Uh, the Hobbit was one book and it was for kids and it was explicitly stated it was for a children's book for by Tolkien mm-hmm. that they went make this an adult thing and turn it into three things, three you know parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we don't need it. We don't need any more Lord of the Rings live action. You know, all I want is you're, you're all the that, unpublished works. If they do this, if you take, if you do this, you take something special because when Peter Jackson got into this project of Lord of the Rings, that's why it was so it was massive. It well, was, that's was why the credits. That's why the credits. The credits are like, it's just so freaking long because it was a big budget epic movie, and Peter Jackson wanted to make sure that Token was respected for these movies, and Warner Brother did it right. When he did the, the Hobbit, I don't know much about. I just know it's probably like a fun thing to do. We got a lot of money, so might as well do it. Uh, it, it was but when, it was, but when yeah. Lord of the Rings came out, that was huge. It's still huge to me, and it's got that lore. It's something mm-hmm. that Liam Neeson said. Um, it was fun doing Star Wars. It was fun doing the prequels. But now you've got so many outlets. you got so many segments. He just recently said this. You lose the lore. Mm-hmm. You you lose the enjoyment. The, the enjoyment. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, if they're gonna do this, yeah, I don't know. Well, the other thing that's, that's they, the news, though. That's what's... with Peter Jackson. They want Peter Jackson back. Is they don't like, obviously. I don't know. We don't know the full details of like why they want him back exactly and all this stuff, but like, oh, they they Warner well, Brothers wanted to make movies. That no, that, I know they want to make no. movies, but like Peter Jackson when he made the original movies was the amount of resources that he had in his pocket from back then, like all the different workshops, like Weta Workshop mm-hmm. and all the other yeah. production companies that he did, the stuff that he did before that he'd learned. Um, all of the the hand done zero CGI stuff, except for very few things, uh, they're not going to get that. They're not going to get that. I don't know how I want to put it. Like you, when you think of the Lord of the Rings movies, you think of those movies. You, you think of how they look, how they sound, how they were acted, the story of it, which all added to the grandiose nature of those movies. You're not going to get that now because you know for a fact you can just you can see it with Rings of Power. You can even with the Hobbit movies of the production cost goes up, but the quality of it goes down because they're like, oh, we can do everything in CGI or we can, you know, do it this way or that way. When Peter Jackson made the original movies, he's like, no, we're doing it this way. We're hiring six thousand extras wow, from so, that's why the credits are so freaking like, long <laughs> he hired he hired really all of new zealand well he hired like a lot of the act like the orc extras and the orc high extras are literally like the new zealand australian uh, military national guard whatever yeah. their equivalent they're you can't do that nowadays they're not going to do that 
um, all of the riders of Rohan, majority of the riders of, Ro of Rohan in those scenes uh, in, in Return of the King uh, were just the women who rode horses that had horse clubs and did all the, the all that stuff. Like they, I they equestrian no people. They put actual beards and makeup on them to make them look like men. You're not going to get no, that. I am no man. Yeah. They're just going to be like, oh, we're going to do it in post-production and make it, you know. No, it's just, it's going to be crap. That's the problem. Like, they, they want a quick buck with a name attached to it. And I don't think it's going to turn out well. I don't, I don't think it will. And I, and that's, and it's me who loves Tolkien, who loves that and that's, stuff. But that's the thing, like, Rings of Power, and I'm a fan of it, it's, it's beautifully done. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully done. It's not cool. just like they cost. It cost a lot of money. It was not. Yeah, and it still was subpar. Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean to agree to disagree. To agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Personally, it just it bored me. But I was not a huge lover of the Lord of the Rings. I appreciate it for what it is. It's kind of like Stan Lee for me. I appreciate everything Stan Lee has done for the world of comics, mm -hmm. but I can't read his comics. No. They just, they put me to sleep. And I feel that way about Lord of the Rings. I love what Lord of the Rings did for the fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think you said it best, Dan, when I break the story down, at least from a movie perspective, it's a midget throwing a ring in a volcano and it takes yeah, a it, it, hours yeah. to do it. Yeah. So that that just does not. It's just it's it's too long. It's too drawn out for me. But I have a lot of people feel this way about Foundation, where I love every minute and every breath of Foundation because I covet those mm -hmm. books. Yeah. So I just Lord of the Rings, just not my John. I'm just not that into it. So Rings yeah, of Power, is. Rings of Power, extra put me to sleep. I, Dan's I a purist. No, I'm not a purist. It's like episodes and it just bored. <laughs> I'm not like the the whole purist. There are purists, and it, oh yeah, not one of them. Oh yeah, they are. I just I think the the, the higher ups at, at WB want again the what the original tr Lord of the Rings movies, yeah, brought, and they're not going to be the same. They're not going to strike. You only strike gold that big. Just like, like we see, just like we see, we've been saying with the Marvel movies, with mm -hmm. the Star Wars movies, you can't you can't ever, and I know this is the crude way to say it, but it's true. You can't ever unpop the cherry. Nope. Nope. Well, and like the, the original Lord of the Rings movies, the original Peter Jackson films, were all shot at the same time over a number of years. They, yeah. they like the production yeah. of it started yeah. and ended with all three movies. It wasn't like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do part you know, the first Fellowship of the Ring first. No, so no, we're gonna no, take yeah, a year yeah. off. No, they were all it was all produced, it was all shot, yep. everything was made for it, all the production yep. was done. I mean over years, but all at the same time. With all the same time. No, yep. the, the the time they took off in between was not because oh we're gonna end with this movie and then we're gonna take nine months off and start the new no, it was like Hey, we've been at this for how many months? Like everyone, take two months off. Yeah, get back to it. I, which it's is not which is this stuff now. Yeah, which is something that's nothing new. I mean, Superman in the seventies did that. Back to the Future, mm -hmm. they did that. Yeah. Um, oh, Back to the Future. That's why. That's why it's that. like special. Back to the but, Future came back to the well. I mean, that was one yeah. of the problems. Back to the Future. 
because they shot the first one, then they did two and three six years later, yeah. five years later. So, like, I, I I like the fact that Lord of the Rings and Tolkien is is you know is a big thing. Like, it's 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 being appreciated by the masses. I don't think there needs to be another live action movie or what. As I said, like I'm not a purist, but if I want to read or interact with that, the other stuff in the Legendarium, I'm going to go read the books mm-hmm. and, and stuff because that's where the enjoyment out is. You lose a lot of Tolkien's writing when you put it into screenplay because he uses so many, you know, ways with like his job was words. So like mm-hmm. he says it a certain way because he uses old, you know, old English or middle English or, or, you know, stuff like that. It doesn't translate well onto the screen. Lord of the Rings, the original period, because it, it did well because they literally sat there and were like, no, this is how you have to say it. This is how it goes. They went through classes on how to learn these languages and stuff that he created and everything. Yeah. And it worked. Not so much in Rings of Power, the writing for that, not the writing of this, like, of it, it was more of, like, the characters, what they said, which is kind of like, this is not what how they would say it, this is not, it, it just didn't flow right with the books of how they would actually say it. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot of that, and now they're not going to spend the time to be like, oh, we're going to send 30 people to go to this class to learn how to speak this made-up language. No, <laughs> no, like, and that's it's not going to happen. And, that, and that's what and that's what makes it special. That's what makes it so. Again, like all this news crap. I mean, it's really kind of like finding myself right now. Do I do I cut myself off with other things? Do I keep hold of what I have? Do and that's what great. You enjoy. Yeah. Do what yeah. brings joy. That's what that's why I do this podcast. I bring it's a someone who's and... it's someone who stayed in comics for probably way longer than I should have, and almost ended up growing a resentment of it because I had turned it into a job for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Do what you enjoy. Yep. Yep. And that's why I do this podcast. I do this podcast because I talk about the news and stuff that, like, good lord, why are they doing? And then we get to talk about the movies that we do love and yeah. why we're nerdy and why we do these things. And I hope the people listen to this and be like, hey, uh, this is educational. This is stuff that really means a lot. So, yeah. which well, leads I- why I want to encourage everybody to get in on the conversation with us. Talk back to us. Let us know what's what you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah, if you disagree with us, let us know. Another yeah, nerdy I'll, cast, another nerdy cast at gmail.com. I'll yeah, fight anybody. Let's do this. Yeah, I don't care. It's not worth it. Send us letters, we will read them. It's not worth it. Well, speaking yep. of that, gentlemen, you know what time it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Batman. The Nolan Batmans. Starting with Batman Begins. I have to say, this is, I'm excited. I should have probably, I, I just know these movies so well. That's why I'm like, probably like, I should do a little more research. I'm like, oh, God, Chris, how much more research you can do. 
But this movies are just amazing. Amazing. I wish we had Mark here because he'd just be like, throw a snide comment about it. But <laughs> I miss you, Mark. Uh, keeps me down in my earth. Keeps me down to earth. Um, so let me do the rundown. Yep. Batman Begins, 2005. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Written by Christopher Nolan. Bill Finger, mm-hmm. Bob Kane. David S. Goyer. Now, David S. Goyer, which is really interesting, and I, I wanted to circle back to Foundations. He actually helped do Foundations. Foundation. Um, foundation. Not, Thank you. Not no the ass. Ass. Plural. No yes, no ass. Well, for Rob, no. Um, you know, ass. Okay. Um, uh, he did Hellraiser. He was part of the Sandman. Hellraiser, the new one that just came out on Hulu. Uh, so he's He's working, and he's just—he's so talented. So when he did when he did these with Nolan, they're just beautifully done. Um, Christian Bale, Michael Caine. Let's just go through this movie. Like this—the stars are just amazing. Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, Gary Oldman, Tom Wilkinson, Rugger Howard, um, Katie Holmes. I I know I was getting there. I was I was putting her last, but no. Katie Holmes rewatching this, I didn't have I didn't have a problem. I I thought she was fantastic. Um, Morgan Freeman, Linus Roach, which by the way, he's actually on Law and Order as a prosecutor. Um, so you know, uh, yeah. So there's there's that. And a lot of other uh, just known actors, uh, and act like uh, Falcone. Um, you know, he's he was a well-known actor as far as he was starring a lot of the movies in the nineties. Um, just just fantastic, fantastic crew, fantastic feel. Um, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard did the soundtrack, which, by the way, I have to say, the soundtrack is amazing. Um. So there's the rundown, guys. Thoughts, review, rating. Uh, it began the better Batman era. That's all I'll say. It began. I mean, it, it began. <laughs> it, began. it began, in my opinion, what's the best Batman era? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. They had they had three iterations. I mean, this is now. Yeah. I mean, we're at the third iteration of. Fourth, if you count the ones they did in the 1940s, which we did not part with those, thank God. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, they yep. finally had the chance to get it right. And, you know, Nolan had amazing source material to work from mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, 2005, you, you, when they were doing Batman the Burton ones, right, and the Schumacher ones, you were, you were in the worst. <laughs> The late 80s were the best time of Batman comics. They were doing the most groundbreaking. They were making Batman the most personal. So it was a, they put a small element of that in the Burton movies. They completely shit the bet on it in the Schumacher movies. And they went all camp again. But you did not see a reflection of the great stories that had been done by, like, the, you know, your Miller, your Dixons. Your, your people that really put the mark on, on bringing the Batman to a grounded reality for this generation. Nolan had all of that to pull from. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so these it's just kind of like right place, right time for them. These movies are only as good as the source material. I mean, it wasn't even right place, right time, Dan. It was mm-hmm. the 90s. Batman completely shit the bed. Yeah. I mean, all comic books shit the bed as they went through the cheap theatrics of trying to kill the characters, <laughs> uh, go through all the resurrection nonsense. You know, Superman, they killed Batman. They broke his back. Um so I mean, the, the and '90s comic book sales tanked. So the comic companies weren't trying as hard; they were just in survival mode. Um, but you know, he had that seminal period of that that magic moment of the mid to late '80s, and you know, the the first touch of the 1990s to pull all this great source material from. Not to say he didn't make it his own, mm-hmm. but your prior filmmakers just did not have his. Uh, great of a wellspring and source to say that we can make these characters personal and we can make them real that we're as interested in the internal conflicts that they go through as much as we're interested in them swinging around on a rope mm-hmm. so you know uh, for me this is the greatest of the batman trilogies this movie particular is probably my lowest on the list though out of the three i will agree with that it, uh, bored, it bored me a little bit yeah, it wasn't for me like it's slow. It's slow. Scarecrow for me is not a villain I care enough about. No, they didn't like, do a great. I don't think they did. Why, why don't you pick Scarecrow? <laughs> Let's think about this for a second, guys. You pick Scarecrow. <laughs> like, out of, like, Scarecrow was a tool, man. <laughs> out of all of the villains they could have chosen <laughs> for this, they chose Scarecrow, which. Part of me is like, oh, no, that's really... He wasn't the villain. Well, no. Ra's al Ghul was the villain. He was the main archer. Because think about this. Think about this. The story was... Every story that we've had since the Batman 90s... Look, Rob Rob has made a good point. The Joker. He was the ultimate villain. Mr. Freeze. Ultimate villain. The ultimate villain in the down-to-earth was Falcone, and he was not the ultimate villain. It was Ra's al Ghul, and Ra's al Ghul was using Scarecrow. But they pulled pulled the double blind with Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, but he was not credited as Ra's al Ghul in this movie. He wasn't either. But everybody that knew, everybody that read the comic knew what they were doing. Like, it was not, for those of us that knew the comic book, it was not a double blind. We all knew it was Liam Neeson when he came on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so like it was Ken Watanabe, but that, that but that's cool. that's yeah. what makes the story so dynamic. Because you're right. At 2005, you've always had the great ultimate villain, and it was there. But it now it's the League of Shadows, Ra's al Ghul. It's not Falcone. It's not Maroni. It's not. It's not like your average Joes. It was this ultimate power coming in. They did it once, and now they're doing it again. And Scarecrow was just, I, I, to me, he wasn't like, that's the thing about these Nolan Batmans. He wasn't the main focus. He was just a puppet. And that's, that's where Nolan does a very good, does what all the others have missed in his storytelling, is he layers the threats layers the evils where they just they give them all equal weighting and all the prior iterations of batman the burtons the schumachers 
everybody got their own equal screen time and they were equally bad. You're right. I mean, this is a nice nuanced layer cake of evil. Yeah. 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 I just don't yeah, like Scarecrow. Because fa- <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Do you like the Scarecrow from the anime series though? A little bit. Don't like but... Scarecrow at all. Uh, I, I think the animated series Scarecrow is definitely better than, than this Scarecrow. Um, it's Cillian Murphy was he's too pretty. He was. Too I, I don't, and I think that's my trouble with him was the actor was, playing him. I don't see him as that character. He was supposed to be Batman. He was supposed to be Bruce Wayne. He auditioned for that first. I almost see him as Batman more than Scarecrow. I kind of yeah. I, I would. I don't. I see him more of a chance being Batman, but I don't actually see him as Batman. If you know if that makes yeah. sense, like. I see him as compared, like if you had to choose Batman or Scarecrow, he would definitely be Batman in those in that scenario. But I don't mm-hmm. see him as the Batman. Yeah, no, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, no, yeah, I, I just, I, 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 I don't think it was a good. I'm not saying it was a bad casting of the actor to the character. I just. I, don't, I just was not happy with it. It didn't do it for me. It wasn't like, oh, Scarecrow. It's more of just like, okay. Like I said, he wasn't. But the thing is, he wasn't. Even if he wasn't, he wasn't the main puppet. villain, he was a puppet. It was still, I didn't get the, the intrigue of, you know. Like, um, uh, oh, Zaz. Zaz was a, um, Victor Zaz. Yeah, he was a bad villain in the comic books, but he was. Again, he wasn't the main villain. And, you know, in all the comic books, Falcone, Maroney, like these guys were supposed to be the the bad guys of Gotham. These are the guys that, you know, like uh, like Falcone said, I, I have no second guesses to, to shoot you right now because I got an off-duty cop and I got mm-hmm. a judge over there. Like, that's bad than bad. Like, that is, there's no hope. And now there's somebody worse that's coming. And it was just so, so well done that um, that that was not your, like, your villains. There's bad people, but it was just so, like, like Rob said, layered. It was really well, really well written. I like the fact that it began the, the dark version of Batman. Like, this is oh you have the dark knight okay it's because he wears black and does a lot of shit at night and Gotham's usually yeah. a dark place mm-hmm. no like visually this is the dark this is the start of the dark like if you look at the trilogy all three of Nolan Batman and even the the was Patterson what is the name the Rob- Batman uh, Robert, Matt Reeves Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. <laughs> it like it continued the the dark. The dark and dark. for me, the Dark Knight, that moniker became more. It became less of oh, he he just wears dark colors and rides around in the night, you know. To this dude is actually dark and brooding and has some shit going on with him, and you see that at, like change with these movies. It's not this big, uh, bright comic book esque flair that you had with the previous movies of like, not that they were bright colors everywhere and. It, Nipples, but well, like that, like the, the the weird, you know, silliness of it, the the comic book aspect of 
credit card. <laughs> yeah. But like <laughs> it became, you know, when the, not like the Dark Knight Rises, whatever. It's that's just the name, but like he, he earned the Dark Knight title more, I guess. And for me, in these ones, in these, because before, as I said, it's like oh, he just rides around in, in the dark in a black car and black suit, you know, at night. Ooh, okay, now it's like you you get a little more of the backstory and and stuff of him of the darker side of Batman, and I like that. I think that's cool. It's not. It's not Jim Carrey jumping around in a green suit, <laughs> you know, with no, I get wardrobe it, yeah. changes every 20 seconds. It's, and it sticks with it. Like you, you go to, um, you know, the next two and that, that whole the dark aspect of it continues throughout it of, you know, right. So yeah, like, no, and that's what no. I like about it. it it's yeah. not, it's, well, it, you say he's dark, like he's scary. Yeah. Like we know he's not scary, right? We we know because we're watching this as we go along, but he he brings the fear to the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like oh first... Bat Boy, like right? It's it's oh shit! It's the Batman. It's the Batman. Yeah, no and... one was no one was afraid of Adam West. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. like and that's the thing. Like it, it changed him from you know a comic book superhero. In my eyes, in my eyes, like obviously, like I didn't like Rob. You grew up with comic books and stuff. I yeah, didn't. Yeah. It changed him from what I knew as a comic book superhero to you know an action hero. Of oh, this dude is dark. He's not afraid to kick people's asses. He's not. He's not here to play games and do stupid things. Like he's there to do a job. Comic book Batman for me was like, you know. It was fun. It was silly. It was lightheartedness. It was, now it's like no. It's it's deep. It's begrudging. It's it's Batman. I like Batman, it. Batman and comics in general got dark in the late seventies, and that progressively got darker and darker until you got to that point of, like I said, the Dark Knight Returns is probably your darkest, most hated mm-hmm. version of the Batman, and that's really what's reflected in this Nolan run. You know, the Keaton one was a little dark. Yeah. It, it got a, it was a little bit dark, but it was still lighter in, mm-hmm. in tonality. Tim Schumacher, Burton dark. Schumacher just, Tim Burton. Schumacher <laughs> just said, it's, fuck it's everything, and, yeah. went, and went back to the 60s. Yeah. With the high, yeah. camp, there's no real consequences. Yes. Hey, it's a party. And then Nolan brought it all really back home again. And doubled down again on that darkness and that seriousness. Yes. 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 I I totally. Yes. Absolutely. Um, So again, this was good, but it it was a little too long. Too many, too many sub stories. And I'm looking at it in a historical context now, having watched the next two. Yeah. Right. 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 You right. asked me in 2005, I'm going, this is the best thing ever. This is the best Batman ever. He just kept upping the game, though. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it's just for me, and I, I think I, we had this one. I don't know if you remember, Rob, but I was like, one episode we had here on Nerdy, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's comfort food. Batman Begins is comfort food. I can yeah. literally go to sleep hearing Christian Bale's Batman voice going to sleep yeah. because mm-hmm. it's just, it's so 
it's so well written. It's so cozy. I know. Yeah. I don't know where my mind is, you know, but it's, you know, it's the beginning. It's just, and it's so well written. Like there's so many lines in this movie, like why did we fall or how Lucius says, um, you know, Mr. Wayne, if you know, you don't want to tell me, just don't think of I'm stupid. Like it was just so, just it was so well written, so good liners. Like just the smallest, like Rugger Howard goes, that was 20 years ago, you know, you know, and we're going public. Um, just Christian Bale and, and a little bit like Keaton. And I respect Dan's way of saying how Michael Keaton is his favorite. Christian Bell is my favorite because there were small things that Christian Bell did. Like He's my number two. And 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 I agree with that because Keaton did little things as Batman, right? Christian Bell did too. Like when he jumps down and and Liam Neeson goes, So oh, you took theatrics as uh um literal or well literal or something like that. He took it very seriously. And then he goes, well, you have to mess with my men. And Lee Neeson runs. And then, you know, Christian Bale's looking at them and is like, sarcastic. Like, it's like, great. Now I got to deal with this crap. Like, yeah. just the little things that. Did you ever, Chris, did you ever read Batman Year One by Frank Miller? Yes. Uh, no. No, no, no. I only got to. Fast. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No, I was thinking of Earth One. Sorry. No. I was thinking of so, Earth One. But Batman, Year One. Yes, Batman. I did. Okay. Yes, I did. And I watched the cartoon. I watched it. That's, that's what this was. I mean, that's this really where it's what like taken from. Yep. You just all you have to do is remove the whole Catwoman is a hooker storyline. Yep. And you've pretty pretty much got Batman Year One. Yep. That's absolutely yeah. I it's funny you said that because I did read Year One, and I was like, I think I did combined, tell you. combined with a little bit of Batman Son of the Demon. So he kind of infused Batman Year One and Batman Son of the Demon, where Damian Wayne is conceived in that book. With Talia. Um, yeah. yeah, with Talia. So that Raza Ghoul storyline with Batman Year One is what he mushed together to make this. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's just, they just, like, Christian, you know, Christian Bale, and everybody's like, who's a dick? Well, here's the thing. And for anything, for everybody, if you're going to, if you're going to entertain me, give it all your all. Christian Bell has done that all the time because yeah. he gets paid to do it. I pay my money for that. So um, he hated the suit because it was so hot. It was so like he was getting frustrated. He was doing his lines. You know, you got to give some grace to some people. And if he yelled at a tech guy, sorry, if I'm hot and I'm annoyed and I'm doing lines. This wasn't the movie he yelled at the tech guy. It was Batman Begins. No, it, was it was Terminator. I swear I thought it was Batman Begins. It's Terminator. Huh. There is Terminator. But either way, there was just and then Gary Oldman as Detective Gordon. Yeah. Like it was just one thing after another of just line after line guy, scenes. Tech guy scenes. walked Christian Bale was kind of a dick. The tech guy walked into his line of sight in Terminator. That's why I, he I yelled. thought it was the Batman begins. No, <laughs> it, was it was definitely it was the Terminator. Yeah. Was we're it talking, okay? We're talking that rant that was filmed, right? Yeah, I thought he was wearing yeah. a suit. That's why I was like, "No, okay. no, it was Terminator and somebody." And walked they were all pissed off for fight. something because it was taking forever or something, and someone yeah. like walked into the visual range of him, yeah. and he just was irritated as fuck. 
Well, you know and what? I mean, he's not. Like, Terminator he's was asshole, great, like, so like, I liked it. <laughs> um, so, but uh, he, no, well, was, like, as Chris said, like he hits his favorite. He's my second because he made the character. Just little things. Yeah, just and little things. The way, like, I, like when he comes in and he goes, "When you signed up for this, I didn't expect this." And he goes, "Look at the television." He goes, "Find a, a good damn television." Like it was just little lines that he made for himself. Like it was he, just, he, just he's great. Gonna get my, he's gonna get my number one because the Batman persona had the most gravitas. It had the most fear, as you were saying earlier, Chris. Right, he just—I think he did the Batman the best, and yeah. I like his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Keaton is a charming, and yeah, it's it's a sign of the times as well. But I mean, Bruce—he he really played Christian Bale really played the aloof playboy the best. I don't give a fuck, you know, to the point of falling asleep in the boardroom. I can't remember if that was this movie or that was the the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight, yeah. Alley. But that 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 even just you know in this movie flirting with the secretary before he gets called into the boardroom right yeah he played he played he played that Bruce Wayne charm I think the best out of all the Batman's and it helps he's you know a really good looking motherfucker right well, I mean, it, yeah that, he's well like with what Chris said with like the suit like Christian Bale is noted to say like he hated the suit obviously because mm-hmm. it it just sucked to wear. And so. he used that, you know, hatred of the suit into his acting. He yeah, he that did. into his acting. So, he like, when that, he's yeah. when you see him in scenes that he, uh, in this as Batman in the suit, not as Bruce Wayne. When you see him in the suit, and he's, you can clearly tell that he is pissed off or irritated or something. It's not because it's oh, this is what I have to be, you know, in this scene. It's majority of it's because I hate wearing this fucking suit. I want out of it. I hate it, and he, he puts that anger and shit into the scene, and it, which yep. makes it really great. And he did a lot of like method acting in it too, and you know, he he came, he just became the character a lot better than a lot of the other people that have portrayed Bruce and, Wayne and, and Batman. And to be ultimately fair, it's a con- contrivance of the story in that we're seeing how it all comes together in this where. Michael Keaton, he was already Batman. He was already established. Mm-hmm. He was already part of the Gotham lore and mythology where, you know, this is all he's just being introduced into that world at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get to, um, we as the audience get to kind of grow and evolve with and we get introduced to the character as the people in the movie get introduced to the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good just, word. Yeah. The, the next two are definitely the better of the three. This yeah. was as rating this one with just within the three of them. This was the lower one, but yeah. it, it, it starts everything. It's, you know, it, yeah. it begins like it was necessary. I mean, it was, it was necessary. If somebody yeah. is going back to that, you know, making it for each new generation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this was an absolute necessary step, and it was very well done. It's just ground that I had tread so many times before. For yeah, yeah for yeah, someone yeah. like you that who you know who who grew up with the comics and the earlier movies and stuff, you've yeah. seen it. You you've seen it all. For me, someone yeah. you know, as I said, like my biggest 
you know, the thing I enjoyed the most about Batman was the animated series. I didn't really read the comics. I, you know, I didn't really watch all the movies back then. This was the main, you know, oh, here's Batman. Brand new to it, like brand new, quote unquote, but like fresh start of Batman for me. I'm like, this is awesome. This is really cool. This is where I like it. And then that's, you know, then I started going to the other stuff and I see, but for someone like you, yeah, you can see like, I've already seen this. Like, <laughs> or you kind of, and you said like you can pick out what storylines they took and put together to get where they're at. Well, for me, it was all new, you know, all new storyline of, oh, this is really cool. Who's that? Who's that? And the way that they introduced characters in this movie was actually really well. Like, it wasn't like, oh, here's so-and-so you already know about him. It's like, you know, for the most part, the people they put on the screen, you learned about in a newer, you know, yeah. new way. Like, you weren't, like, left going, like, who the fuck was that? I mean, I've got I've got this problem with every movie and every comic movie. And the only thing that, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse. My mind filling in these blanks can sometimes be a really good thing. Like, when I take a movie like The Watchmen, for instance, right? Or a lot of people walk away from the Watchmen extremely confused, like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. By having read every issue of the Watchmen multiple times, my mind filled in all the blanks. So that kind of helped my viewing experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still think it's kind of a piece of dog shit in many regards, but I went to go see that with all non comic book people, and they were just fucking confused. When I walked out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just- what is yeah. this? That not to get on a side ramp, but like that movie relates more to other things than it does itself. It's it's a pastiche. It's a pastiche of the Justice League. Yeah. More Alan Moore was trying to deconstruct the Justice League. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's, I the Batman Begins was a good movie. It was a good foundation for them to start, um, and I'm I'm glad that it's the three in this because I think if they went further, like just, you know, if they said Nolan keep making these, Mm. I think it would have been, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but like you can tell that a lot of love was put into these movies. Yes. Um, Yes. And it wasn't just like, Oh, here's this huge paycheck at the end of the day that kind of, you know, pushed everyone through this. It was like, Obviously, for some it was, for others it wasn't. It was like a labor of love, and you can actually tell that in these because of the, the just the detail that they put into them. Like yeah, just like little things. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. just like this random like backdrop of Gotham that made absolutely no sense. It was like it's an actual city. Yeah, it's an actual city. Where, it's actually fields. Actually, a car, police doing their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, 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 you know, shit going on in the background of, of this movie that, you know, makes it, obviously it's comic book, it's, you know, it's make-believe, but it makes it believable. Yes. At least, for me, this was, like, the first Batman, mostly actually just superhero, anything in general of a live action, that I didn't go, well, why, why is no one caring about this? Like... Because nothing in the background, a lot of those, the other movies, the older movies and series, like anyone it interacted. The background of these movies interacts in a way of it's an actual, it's plausible. You know what I mean? Like 
it's plausible that there is this place called Gotham that, you know, this shit is happening in. The other movies is like, no, like, I know this is a complete fallacy. Like, I, no way does this dude, Mr. Freeze, have this hidden fucking fortress somewhere. Like, but in these ones, yeah. it, it, it made it more relatable to, you know, an average Joe. So, so relatable. Like, again, even the characters, like, even. The- the police they, did their job. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> you know, they're there. They're caring. You know, it's just a, big a little. One. That's a big one for you, Chris. It mm-hmm. is, man. Like, geez. Like, that, oh, and by yeah. the way, and by the way, just for the sake of it, and I'm going off Dan again because just how real. No offense to the 89 Batman. I cannot stand Batman Forever's Batmobile. And I'm not even going to touch Clooney's. That Tumblr. Is freaking moving. That freaking move, like there is a scene. Not the not this not the wall. Like not the uh he's climbing on ceilings. Not not that. The scene <laughs> where he's on the interstate. Yeah. And he is just moving. Like that's just well shows the other thing fast. was that Batmobile, the Tumblr was an actual vehicle that they made and designed to do a lot of the shooting. It just wasn't a prop. It was no. an actual thing that you creative. Like, yeah. Uh, and I think again, that, is, that is straight from Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, there is. A, yeah. yeah, there is yeah. a Frank. Yeah, Frank. So there's, of course, Frank Miller's. <laughs> I, I, I'm guess I'm going off the the TV the the animation because that thing was slow, kind of. It was a tank, but this is a tank. But yeah. this is the one that actually just it moves like and it's it get, freaking like you, moving. You also see like in the background, like it interacts, like it's driving on roads and people are on and you see it even more in the next you know the next two of you know the city interacting with what's going on in the movie it's not just like oh we got to go really fast somewhere to get somewhere you just see you know the batmobile zoom across somewhere it's like no here's a tumbler zooming in and out of traffic and you know yeah. shit like that it's cool like it's plausible that this could be happening in a city like <laughs> you know like Atlanta or New York or somewhere like that. Yeah. Like it's they made the, they made the city realistic because it kept yeah. getting more. It kept becoming more of a hyperbole with each movie they created, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it looked more like a city with Burton, and then by the time you get to Schumacher, Ooh. it's almost like a. Ooh. It's almost <laughs> a metropolis, and I don't mean metropolis in the Superman sense. I mean that movie metropolis. The old, yeah, yeah, the old one, yeah. Oh yeah, good word. Yeah, again, it, like it goes, it, it makes, it, it brings it to the more to the believable. It makes it real. It doesn't make it a fantasy. It, made, you know, when I saw these first off, I'm like, wait, where the hell are they filming this at? Yeah, like because I was curious. I'm like, wait, where is this? You know, where's these these roads at? Where are these buildings at? It's Pittsburgh. the other movies. I, I knew. Well, no, I know. That. I'm <laughs> you just know saying, what no. I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get. What you're saying. I did it like. It wasn't like, oh, this is done in a, in a, you know, some kind of warehouse somewhere, you know, yeah. some studio. It's like it, they actually cared. They actually got out, filmed stuff in real life. And it, it showed, like, it, as I said, it's a labor of love. And you can tell that the people actually liked making these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was more the making the money was obviously a, a big push for it. But it wasn't the biggest push for a lot of people. No, I mean Christopher Nolan could have done anything, right? Yeah. I mean Christopher Nolan. He's a 
he's at this point in his career, he does not need to take on a Batman franchise. He wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he, you can also tell like, you know, they just went to him and it's like, Hey, make us a Batman movie. Yeah. And not, not like, Oh, Hey, we want you to do this Batman movie, but it has to include this, this, and that, and yeah. you have to do it this way. No, it was, this it was, was not studio control. It was yeah. very much, yo, yeah, we I want totally a Batman agree. movie. Yep. Here's a check. Yeah. Yep. What else do you need? Who do you yep. want? What else do you need? And that would, and I, I, not even just like fantasy sci-fi movies. It's just in general, any kind of production that you do, like you give someone, you know, a blank check to do something that they care about. You're yep. going to know. You're, you're going to see that it's going to sh- reflect in the actual final product. And this was it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just as far as going down as the cinematography, the locations, the, mm-hmm. the equipment, the just so what was so annoying about all the now recent Batman movies or stuff, then this is why I'm like, this is just we will never have this again, is that there were two composers until well. There are two composers, but he gets named for the next three or the next two. James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. The music is absolutely beautiful. It is absolutely yeah. a Batman movie. The music and fit the movie. Yes. On, not the, the movie fit the music. Yeah. Because the previous ones, like, uh, they literally had, all right, first off, Prince did an entire album. Oh yeah, I know. Oh Four. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, but I mean, that, that was that was a fusion of Prince and you had Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman. I'm just saying though, like, but yeah. you took someone like Hans Zimmer, who is literally known for making just epic scores for movies, and uh, he had James Newton Howard. He fits it to the movie, not not the other way around. It's not like, oh, we want to make this movie. We also have a soundtrack in mind. Make it fit. It's literally like, here's the movie. Make music for it. Yeah. And I mean, Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite. You know. Yeah. Anyone in the in the genre of music, it it, you know, especially composers and stuff. Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite because of all the stuff he's done. But like, the dude knows how to make music to fit, and he knows how to make a soundtrack. Yeah. And, and just just a known fact that they had two composers, both who are just fantastic. Like every shot, every scene in that in this movie alone, it's just beautifully done. Um, the scene when, uh, uh, the scene when even at the end where he goes, "I never thanked you," and he goes, "You will never have to." Mm-hmm. And that music right there, it's just so beautiful or the the um the cart the the batmobile chase scene and mm-hmm. or even the or the well, beginning of it it's just let, beautifully done. let's give credit here as well to i'd say this is my favorite iteration of alfred oh absolutely oh, absolutely he oh. is just i mean he's just that that infusion of fatherly yes and He's not a servant. He is he is truly this fatherly uncle like figure that yeah. the other guy did a great job. Don't get me wrong. The other, I forgot the other guy's name that did the other four. He did a he did a good job. But dude, he let he, people win. He let people yeah. win. All right. Yes, he did let people win. <laughs> um 
But you know, it was it was more that quippy, cutesy Alfred, yep. where you know Kane was truly there as a mentor and a partner to Bale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, Michael Kane in general is just he does a he's lot amazing. of stuff. He's yeah. amazing. Like he's, he's just, yeah, he's very yeah. good in what he does. Uh, he's one of the actors that I truly actually like. Um, yeah, because a lot of the roles that he does, he he actually takes on that character. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, he makes it Michael Caine, and, th and that's what I feel yeah. like. He took Alfred and made it his own, mm -hmm. but yeah. still, while still being Alfred, and I think I liked it. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, like it's not Alfred." I'm like, "No, it is Alfred. It's just Michael Caine's version of Alfred that makes Alfred, it better." Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it fits, he fits a lot more because he took on, as you said, that more of that mentor, that fatherly figure, that uncle figure who took Wayne and, you know, Bruce in instead of just kind of being that servant, that butler. He doesn't, the problem is he doesn't look like Alfred, right? That's no, we get butt hurt on it is, but he I, does portray the Alfred that is from the comics. Alfred is far mm -hmm. more interesting. The comic books and the movies ever gave him credit for, and mm -hmm. they they finally reflected that in this version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it was good. He was good in it. I'm glad he's you know in the others. Like it's Lord. yeah. And Lucius Fox Morgan. Did I tell? Did I say Morgan Freeman? I did say yeah. Morgan Freeman in the rundown, right? Just Morgan. Yeah. Let's just throw. Let's just throw in another. Let's throw in Morgan Freeman. Let's just make this. A masterpiece, <laughs> like well, he's it, not in it's it just, a whole lot. Though. He's not in it, but he's so but when he is, critical. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't you get the memo? Like it's like the little lines. It just, yeah. it's just amazing. Just, I mean, and there was no Lucius Fox in any of the other movie versions that we'd seen up until this mm -hmm. point. No, and you know they they should have had him because Lucius was introduced in the late seventies as kind of Batman's tech guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I can go on and on and on. And this is in my top ten movies of all, personal list. I always have to say that. Um, top ten personal list of hundred. Who else's list just, would it be, Chris? Oh, I, you know, I have to say that because we were like, well, where do you, I actually got questioned. I got like, what did you get? Who makes you make this list? I'm like, it's just my personal list, bro. Like, it's just, just what the internet is. I know. I know. Uh, it's just, it's just fantastic. Every bit of it. Um, yeah. 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 It, it's a 20 for me. 20 yeah. bad signals. <laughs> 20 bad signals. Uh, so, like, I, if we're gonna if we're gonna do the rating system, um, these don't even compare to the others. So, I, I am not even putting them on the same chart as the I, others. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this comes in. At, I'm doing the ranking of them, and this is. My number one Batman film of what we've reviewed thus far. Yeah. I don't, that's going to change on the next podcast. Oh, but... Of course, of course. No, so far, yeah, it's it's okay, of, course. of what As we've we done. Thus far, yeah. Of course, um, yeah, no twenty. Um, yeah, that's all I got. 
I, I can only imagine our our fourth guy. I don't think, and we'll, we'll get, and I might just cut down if it's really newsworthy. I'll get there, but I think uh, we'll we'll talk about some stuff and. But we'll we'll jump into the Dark Knight. I think that's going to be a longer review, and especially if Mark comes. I really want his. I don't think he liked Batman Returns, guy. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know how he's feeling about this one. Mark's got a different. Mark's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love him. We do love um, him. I've I've he's been armor. together with him now for over a decade, so. Yes, I clear, I clearly love Mr. M.L. Miller. Um, but I think one of the reasons I do love him is that he's got just such a skewed view of the world. He looks actually, at everything yeah. from a 90-degree angle. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think um, – I don't. I, I can't wait. I, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to call it. I don't think he liked, I don't think he liked this one. <laughs> I don't think you'll like ask. We'll have to, we'll have I can't to wait to ask. I can't, wait to ask. I can't wait to ask. I can't wait. Especially Cocaine Bear. He's still got to do that. I know he, I know he, Jesus. and go ML Frights, ML Miller Wrights um, on YouTube, his channel. He did a review of Cocaine Bear and he's going to do it here next time. You guys time. see they're coming out with, what was that? Wasn't that on our group chat? Cocaine Shark is coming out now? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, July seventh. Right, to DVD though, it's going right to DVD. Oh, it's going right to DVD. That's it. Fucking shit. I can't wait till they come out with cocaine emu. <laughs> yeah, cocaine and, it, and a Star Wars spinoff, cocaine Ewoks. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Cocaine everything. Film. I'm going to film Cocaine oh. Golden Retriever when I get home. Here, here's <laughs> another one. Uh, speaking of the, the Cocaine Shark one, someone posted a picture because it's just a running gag now of Attack of Meth Gator. Nice. <laughs> is that from oh, Florida? I, is it I, I be in Florida? Florida? I'm in Florida this week. So that would um, be it, it, there, oh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Um, it, it's It's stupid. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. In the chat, our group chat. Okay. That's oh, okay. Final thought. Uh, uh, guys, it's... final thoughts. Uh, uh, I said my piece. We're yeah. wrapping up on two hours now, so no final it's thoughts. Fine. Uh, Batman Begins begins a great uh, era of Batman. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's aptly named, even though I don't think it was intentional. I mean, it was intentional, but it was they didn't really no, know like how well it would have yeah. described yeah. that movie. Um, I think in Vietnam, it was Batman Appears. It was the the title wow. of this. Um, cool. So, like, it's kind of weird, but like, mm-hmm. this is where Batman begins. Like, I, it's great. I love it. These are my favorite Batmans. Oh uh, yeah, I well, uh, Dan, remember we went to Comic Con. I don't know the second time or first time, but Vance Kelly was there, and he had the Dark Knight poster that he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is context is is there's a company called Hero Hero uh, Complex Gallery, and basically they do um, artists is there do their rendition of their trailer posters or their uh, theatrical posters. I think that was the second time we went. Yeah. Oh, it was the second time we went. Yeah, and Vance Kelly is one of my favorite artists. He did. Um, the Lord of the Rings. I don't know. You can't see it. Um, 
the Dark Knight, yep. and it's just beautiful. That's um, right because my background on my phone was the one, uh, the Nazgul. One of the artists, ranks, yeah. And the artist of that was actually there. Uh, I got to meet him, and he saw yep. my phone, and uh, he geeked out a little bit over it. Well, he goes, hey, "That's that's me. That's me." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." Then he pointed. He's like, "That's that's my artwork." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." He's like, "No, you have it on your phone as your lock screen." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, "That's awesome." <laughs> good, bunch of good guys there. Yeah. So, uh, all right, gents, it's been real. It's been. I thought we were gonna have a short one, but apparently not. Well, um, I, wow, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> so, all right, that's all I got. All right. Yep. Be safe, See you bro. Next time. All right. Be safe, Peace man. Out. Peace out. Well, that's the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please like, share, follow, and subscribe to all our social media and also our YouTube channel. Thank you again so much, peeps. And remember, always be nerdy.